You know, sometimes I sit down to put together a witty, fun intro for the show, something to give you a chuckle, or at least make you smile, and I'm like, shit, I've got nothing. Today's one of those days, and so here we are, unfunny and hanging by a thread. Don't leave though, okay? Don't leave. I promise I'll make it up to you later. And this is going to be a good show. So welcome back to another edition of the comics that we love. A show where I sit down with a guest each week to take our favorite stories and comics and dissect what makes them great. Sometimes the creators themselves will join in and help us understand their process and how they attack their work. I am an adolescent walking into a comic book convention for the first time, wide-eyed and excited for adventure. And also your host, Zach McCrary. And today, we're doing a solo run, so at some point, all of us found ourselves curious about comic books for the first time. If we hadn't, uh, if we hadn't, I wouldn't be making this show and you wouldn't be listening to it. So, what was it for you? A movie? A cartoon? Someone close to you who already loved comics and inspired you as well? Each of us has a story to tell about what gifted us the passion we have for sequential art. It's characters, it's creators, etc. And today, I want to tell you about mine. But before future editor Zach cues up the music and we get down to business, I would like to let you know that if you want to support the show, you can hang some dollars on the money tree over at patreon.com forward slash TCTWL. We'll give you a shout out on the show, and there are levels for cool stuff like getting episodes a few days before their normal drop date, as well as my extra show, The post credit Scene, where me and my guests continue our conversations after recording the comics that we love, plus more to come. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash TCTWL. And now, without further ado, let's take a walk down my own personal memory lane. We all have an origin story for our comic book fandom. And I'd like to share mine with you. Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's... When I was an adorable, chubby, cross-eyed kid, my love of comics came from watching X-Men the Animated Series. Yes, this is a phrase that I'm sure you've heard uttered thousands of times. People from our generation, if you're from my generation, were gateway drugged by that theme song and those interpretations of the characters from the X-Men. But it's my story too. And it's where it all truly started for me. Of course, I was aware of superheroes before then. Children of my era grew up with Christopher Reeves bringing us Richard Donner's amazing Superman films. Well, most of them were amazing. And of course, the man who I still think of as my Batman, Michael Keaton. In live action anyway. Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. I grew up seeing these characters on the big screen and playing with their action figures. But for me, that's all they were. I didn't care about reading what Alan Grant and John Wagner were doing with Batman in the pages of the comics, or how Superman was being framed for the destruction of Kandor. It was all about movies and play. In truth, 
My first comic book was one I created myself. I remember drawing a Batman and Robin comic and having them face off with the Joker. Not the most original idea, and every page, every single page, was a splash page, because that's how my brain worked. Just fill one page with as much crap as possible. A young Mobius, if you will. Yeah, right. I also wrote a comic that was a total ripoff of the Lorenzo Lamas television show Renegade. Oh, God. Uh, but the main character was named Jack Nichols, and of course that was just because I saw the 1989 Batman and I knew Jack Nicholson, so I was like, this is his name now. It was literally the same plot of Renegade, and even the title was Renegade. So, look, look, I was a kid, and you gotta start somewhere, okay? By the time 1992 rolled around, or so, somewhere in that time frame, and Fox Kids gave me a taste of the X-Men and Spider-Man, my young brain could focus better, suddenly I needed to know more. I recognized that these characters weren't just toys or cartoons or movies, their core, their history, came from the comic books. And so I went looking for that history. My mom was a voracious reader. Her jam was mystery novels. She always had a new book that she'd sit quietly and read while I made tons of noise with my action figures on the floor in front of her. My love of reading 100% came from her. Pro wrestling too, but that's a whole different podcast. She had really bad eyesight, and she always bought the the big, thick brick versions of books, like the big hardbacks that had a larger print. And man, those things, you could kill someone with those tomes, because the larger the print, the more space it's going to take. Anyway, she took me with her to a bookstore one day, and I remember going to the comic section and thinking, I want to know more, like I said. Looking through everything on the shelves, I locked on to those four letters printed in big, thick block text, X-Men. I grabbed the book, and the cover was like a movie poster with a black background and Jean Grey hovering above everyone else in a dark red costume, and it read, The Dark Phoenix Saga. I didn't know anything at all about that story. The Phoenix Saga and its follow-up hadn't happened on the cartoon yet. All I knew was that I needed to read it. At first, I was a bit lost. Why was Wolverine's costume brown? Where were Cyclops' pouch belts and his pouch bandolier? And who the hell is Dazzler? And why does she have Jubilee's powers? Boy, were my eyes opened when I realized there were like 700 characters in the X-Men world and that the rosters were ever-changing. My English class gave us reading time once or twice a week to promote the joys of reading. We were each supposed to pick a novel and finish it by the end of the marking period. I had to convince my teacher that what I had was indeed a novel, just a graphic novel, and eventually she relented, because I guess she was just happy I really wanted to read something. I was blown away by the story. Seeing how the X-Men dealt with Jean Grey and her growing powers, watching her lose grip on them and allow the Phoenix to take full control... This was my introduction to the Hellfire Club, and my favorite rendition of that group with Sebastian Shaw and Jason Wingard and Emma Frost, the story of their manipulation of Jean, basically accidentally fully unlocking her and allowing the Dark Phoenix to take over, was so wild. It's a huge deal too, because it's basically, I think, the first time, really, that the X-Men would face off with a group who weren't bent on destruction or the elimination of a people. Instead, this was a group of mutants with powers of manipulation, who are looking for just that, power and influence. And they saw Jean as a great addition to their ranks. 
The Shi'ar portion of the story is fantastic and really adds to the understanding of just how dangerous what is happening to Jean Grey really is. I was shocked by the revelation that Phoenix was responsible for the destruction of an entire planet of people. I was on the edge of my seat during the battles between the X-Men and Gladiator and the Imperial Guard and the attempt at putting Jean on trial, and then we would come to the final sacrifice, as she decides that the Shi'ar are right. Her power was too great, and she would succumb again, and she was simply too big of a threat to the universe. Again, completely dumbfounded at the conclusion of that story and Jean's sacrifice. At that point, I'm watching cartoons where every episode is a reset and every character is fine. My only brush with death was Optimus Prime, but he was a giant robot. This was a woman, a person, a person with powers, sure, but not a turtle or a chipmunk or an 18-wheeler with a face. I couldn't believe what had just taken place on the pages of that comic book and the emotion that it drew from me. You know, really, maybe I was a little too young for that story, but who cares? Anyway. Thanks to writers like Chris Claremont, I learned about continuity for the first time and that the world of not just the X-Men, but Marvel and DC as a whole were vast places with thousands of characters and stories that I could read. When I closed my copy of the Dark Phoenix Saga for the final time, it ignited my passion for comic books. In the next few years, I'd convince my dad to take me to local comic conventions. I'd grab tons of X-Men and Spider-Man comics, including some that... <laughs> Honestly, I wish I still had, but sold for ridiculously cheap prices as a teenager who wanted new CDs and video games and to go glow bowling. Way to go, Zach. I'd read stories like Executioner's Song, Maximum Carnage, and of course the story of my guy Ben Riley in the Clone Saga. Spider-Man became my main read and Mary Jane my comic book crush. It would lead me to branching out and diving into Batman's Nightfall and Night Quest stories, still some of my favorite Batman stuff, and of course, the death and return of Superman. I was a kid during a wild time in comics, but when I think about what the genesis of my love of this medium was, it all comes back to the X-Men, that iconic television show, but also the comic book that opened up an entire new landscape for me and made me become part of a giant community of people who shared my passion and enthusiasm for the stories being told about characters we all loved, and I am forever grateful to be part of this community. So thanks to everyone who took part in the creation of X-Men the Animated Series. Thanks, Mom, for helping me see reading as a fun pastime. Thanks, Dad, for noting my interest, taking me to places where it could be nurtured, and then spending assloads of money on it. Thanks to Chris Claremont and John Byrne for creating a storyline so damn special that almost every attempt at adapting it pales in comparison. And thanks Jean Grave for being engulfed by a cosmic entity, losing control of yourself, and doing just awful things. Maybe I shouldn't thank you for that. Eh, I'm not editing it out. You are all the reason I have less money than I should, but also the reason I have nurtured so many friendships with like-minded people, had the opportunity to be immersed in so many awe-inspiring stories, and of course, you're the reason this podcast exists, and why I feel so enriched by the comic book landscape. So, before I wrap this episode up, let me reach out to others like me, who are now finding themselves with kids of their own who are sticking their toes in the water to see if it's warm. If you haven't yet, Open that door for them. Into the water? I'm just going to go with it. Open that door into the water that's warm for them. 
and invite them inside. Share with them everything that you loved when you were their age and ignite the flame in their hearts the same way someone or something did it for you. If you have friends who don't read comics, but maybe they enjoy the movies and TV shows they're borrowed from, tell them all about it. Introduce them to books you've read that they might enjoy. Your friends like horror movies? Give them a copy of The Rush from Cy Spurrier over at Vault Comics. Or tell them about Kyle Stark's series Where Monsters Lie at Dark Horse. Like Power Rangers? Well, IDW has a metric ton of incontinuity stories about every squad and new ones. Big heavy metal guy? Check out Murder Falcon from Daniel Warren Johnson. Keanu Reeves fan? Who isn't? Show them his comic berserk. Basically what I'm saying is even adults can find that love and passion. It isn't just something for kids. The word of the day is nurture. Nurture interest in this amazing world we get to live and play in and keep its blood pumping by doing others a favor and letting them in on the secret. Comics are freaking awesome. I'm Zach McCrary and this has been my TED Talk. And that's a wrap for this week. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star review and leave us a user review on your favorite podcast app. It'll really help the show continue to grow and find new listeners. You know what else will? Tell a friend. Tell 10. If they like comics, they should know about the comics that we love. If you want to support the show and get lots of extra podcasts and other content as well, there is a Patreon that helps keep the lights on and internet connected so that we can continue bringing you that sweet nerd media. Links to that in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the show, and as always, keep reading, keep dreaming, peace. The Comics That We Love.